Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning, it's me. All right, today's show. I got a lot to say on this subject. I'm not calling it weight loss, even though the show's about weight loss. I'm calling it something way more to the point, fat burning. Fat burning, that's the key here. Fat burning is a feeling, not a keto reading. As always, we've distorted the point. The point is we like to buy our machines. The glucose meter, one of the most recent machines we love to use is keto meters. Now, I'm not saying these things are bad, but they replace something. And that is that fat burning is not a keto reading. It's a feeling. What feeling? Oh, yeah, it's a feeling. So you don't need to listen to the show. No, it's a feeling that you're not having because you can't identify it. This is the thing. I mean, look, 30 years of this, multiple educations, trying to get down to the essence of it, people that can feel and interpret their experience get the job done fast. And people that are dissociated from their being because their head is in the way. So you, the physics teacher, the mathematician, the CPA, not necessarily you, but there are three great examples of people and professions that are so in their head that they tend not to be in their body, in their being. Then there's people who live in their body and panic when every single molecule moves. And it gets you the same thing, zero. So you see this thing about can you feel your experience because you're calm in your head and because your head's not in the way. Can you feel your experience because your head's not in the way and because you're calm in your being? Otherwise, you'll never know the feeling of fat burning or anything else. All right, what does this mean in terms of weight loss? It means this, and you should be able to do this. Can you identify those of you who are trying to lose weight? And tons of people are trying to lose weight. Can you identify that feeling at night when you've eaten? But it just quite didn't do it. And you're going to go to bed at 10 or 11 and it's only 6 o'clock. And then something happens. Like you get a phone call that annoys you. Some aspect of your business deal falls through. Anything. It's annoying. And you look at your partner or your kid or the refrigerator or an advertisement or the pastries in a restaurant. 
And all of a sudden, you're berserk, hungry. I mean, you like tearing it up inside. You've got to have that pizza, that cannoli. You've got to have that seized candy. You got to find out where it's been hidden. So you wouldn't eat it, but now you got to eat it. That's what you call fat burning. You know what that's like. If you watch people course themselves through weight loss, they're in a constant state of denying themselves that feeling. And what's my point? The keto meter is in the way. The book on fat burning, the intellectualization of this experience that blocks your receptor sites to this experience. All sorts of hype about it, like which supplement burns it the fastest. All this garbage, hype, delusion, intellectualization. And it just comes down to that feeling where you want to punch the glass window out and grab the slice of pizza. You want to raid the refrigerator. You have to stay in that feeling after you identify that feeling. So what do people do? They get a keto meter. And the keto meter gives them a number. And they're happy they have that number. Because now they know they're burning fat. Then they get on the scale the next day, and it doesn't say that. And what they've done is substitute technology, and what they've done is substitute intellectualization for a feeling that would have taken them a lot further. Had they gone to bed that night before with that burning sensation of hunger in their stomach, they would have won the prize. The next day you will get up generally lighter. Now, you're going to notice a lot of variations in the way you can lose that fat-burning feeling I described. One example, one example of that is when you eat too late. One example is when you have a meal at night a little bit too late and even though it's the same number of calories that it was at the meal you had the same meal at five o'clock you eat it at eight or eight thirty you blew it for the whole night now you can do that and measure the scale the next day and see that I'm correct but you see you don't have to do that you don't need a scale because that burning sensation that will occur all night long like if you get up in the middle of the night you'll know you have it you won't have it when you eat too late and that's because fat burning is not just what they tell you it is it's a whole cascade of other things that would take hours to discuss and that are just mere intellectualizations to my focus here, which is if you eat at 5 p.m. and not a lot, by 6 or 7, you've got that feeling as you sit there and watch your favorite Netflix. Worse yet, and you should note this, worse yet this feeling 
as you search for movies on Netflix, if you decide you've got to talk to somebody and you get all annoyed in the conversation, then by 8 o'clock, you're screaming for a way out. You ever notice that bad mood you get into? When you don't eat, you're getting into that bad mood. Now, I'm not talking about hypoglycemia, right? I'm not talking about that phase where if you don't eat, you get so weak. No, I'm talking about when you're a few days or a week into whatever dietary plan you're into, where you can handle no breakfast or no dinner. You know how you get into that bad mood, especially in the evening? That's what we want. We want that bad mood. Losing weight is about being in a bad mood. Not hypoglycemia bad mood, where in five minutes later, you're incoherent and you can't stand up and your body's shaking. No, I'm talking about that when you're in the flow of it, you know? And then you're in a bad mood. That's when you're burning fat. Now, if you're in a bad mood, your job, psychically speaking, so I want you to catch this. You're not going to hear this anywhere. When you're in a bad mood sitting there on your couch, in the car, watching the movie, you're watching a love scene in a movie that you enjoy and you want to punch a wall. When you're in a bad mood, you're burning fat. Now your job, when you're in that bad mood, is to focus on whatever you need to focus to get yourself into a good mood. Oh yeah. Because then what you can do is shift from bad mood fat burning to good mood fat burning. Bad mood fat burning to good mood fat burning. That's an art form. I like to get in the car and drive. Trap myself in the car. Go to nice places. I don't speak to anybody. And I can kick myself into... Good mood fat burning from bad mood fat burning. Now, when you're into good mood fat burning, that's when you're calling all your friends. That's when you're calling the guy that wrote the book on weight loss is fun and easy, and it doesn't have to be difficult. And all the angels will circle around your head and smile at you. And every morning you'll get up and look at the scale and you'll be a pound less lighter. So five, six pounds a week is nothing. And then all the endorsements of the guy that wrote that myth, that absolute crock. You're in the good mood fat burning phase, but guess what? And it never fails. If you hang in there, you'll start to lose the feeling of fat burning. Whether you're in bad mood fat burning or good mood fat burning, you got to feel yourself burn fat. And once you've been in good fat burning, good mood fat burning, this is all related to acosinoids. If you understood Barry Sears and his book, The Zone, that has something to do with this. 
fat burning that creates an endorphin response. That's the good mood fat burning phase. But what you'll notice in the good mood fat burning phase is eventually the fat burning will end. You won't feel it anymore. And what a lot of people do if they can't feel fat burning is they just, as they move out of the good mood fat burning phase, is they just stay in a good mood by eating more. And all of a sudden they're sneaking in those nuts, you know, nuts, those nice raw fermented dehydrated cashews. Go to Mother's and get Blue Mountain. It's a nut company. You know it. It's around. They do a great job. As you're moving out of the good mood fat burning phase, just honker on down to Blue Mountain, grab about 10 cashews to sustain that good mood. But what you forgot, because my point, you have to focus on the feeling. What you forgot is it'll take you out of the feeling of fat burning. So as a rule of thumb, as a reference point, as a buoy in the darkness of your life, understand, ideally, fat burning means it's at night and you want to eat two pizzas and a chocolate cake and you can't. Just take that one to the bank because when you shift into good mood fat burning from what I just described, you can get tricked. And of course, we have people now who will say, no matter what I do, good mood fat burning, bad mood fat burning, or no matter what arc in what they call what they do to lose weight, they don't lose weight. And then we have those who aren't hungry. They'll tell you, I'm not hungry and I'm depressed. And I'm in a terrible mood, but I don't lose weight. A lot of middle-aged women are like this. I don't know why that is. I don't really care. I care about how to solve the problem. So you have a lot of middle-aged females, age 40 plus, that of course remember when they were 20 and the weight just peeled off. But now they're 40. Sometimes they've had children. Sometimes they haven't. And they circle around much to the joy and enthusiasm of a lot of nutritionists and a lot of hormonal doctors, sequentially seeking out and investigating at the cost of thousands of dollars sometimes all the infinite number of reasons why they can't lose weight. I'd like to have 10 females like this because I want to take them out into nature with, of course, ample security to ensure safety. And I want to chase them up a hill. Chase them up a hill. That's right. I want to stand there with a cattle prod or some similar thing to induce some mild degree of shock and just make you run. Instead of a cattle prod, the high school football coach, the soccer coach, somebody just to induce... For a very short period of time, up a hill, a sprint. Or we don't have to use our legs. We can dive in the ocean or dive in a pool and induce 
in similar manners, some degree of high intensity. And that's my point. Not a cattle prod. Not a coach screaming. Just some way to induce. For who? Not for people who just know how to stop eating, deal with the EBGVs, and watch themselves burn fat. No. For people, now I'm moving the, the gist of, of my focus here, to people often, not always, not just, but this is a group. Overweight, middle-aged females who are sedentary, tend to be lethargic and will say, I'm not hungry, but I don't lose weight. If somebody tells them, go on a 800 calorie per day diet, it's no problem for them because they're not hungry. One thing those types of people have to do, male and female, is get pushed in motion to their frightened edge. Get pushed, I'm being lawyer specific, pushed to their frightened edge. Pushed in some way. Pushed emotionally. Pushed like call your mother-in-law. Like pushed up a hill because wolves are chasing you. Like get thrown into deep water and you have to tread. And when you're tired, if you don't kick it in, you could drown. Well, not really, but you get my point. You have to get pushed to your emotional edge as you're moving your body and then sustain that for a minute or two minutes. You know what that's called? Hint, hint. Interval training. Oh, yes. I heard of that. I know how to interval train. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to sound like this, but I'm not sorry. No, you don't know how to interval train. I guarantee you. Often enough, I am forced to take people out into wilderness, up hills, wherever, to watch their version of what that means, and they have no clue. Because the edge is spooky. And, well, think about it. Middle-aged, overweight, sedentary, kind of depressed, locked into what you don't want to be locked into. Your edge is going to feel frightening. Why? Because then you have to feel yourself. And you don't want to feel yourself because it hurts too much. You won't lose weight. You won't even have hunger. That's who I'm referring to right now. When you have somebody like that, part one of the show applies. But they don't even get hungry. How do you get them hungry? Shock therapy. And I don't mean that like, you know... Dr. Evil, I mean you have to find a safe, effective way to move your body and in little increments to frightening places. Took a guy up a hill a few months ago. Guy swore he had heart disease. Sent him to his cardiologist to get clearance because the guy couldn't lose weight. He couldn't get his heart rate up. He was adamant about it. Didn't matter, elliptical and this and that. Real brainy kind of a guy. They're usually brainy. You know where they have their brains, of course. They're intellectualized. That's not brainy. They're over-intellectualized. You see, genius, brilliance, useful braininess 
is hooked in to empiricism, meaning you got to do it, feel it, and then use your analytic center to understand the big picture. That's what I mean. This guy was educated, financed, but brainy in the wrong way. And he swore there was just no way he could get his heart rate up. He wasn't even hungry. And of course, this was all revolving around his claim that he had heart disease because he had two stents. So he was certain that he couldn't do this because of heart disease. So I had his cardiologist clear it, tried to talk it on the Zoom, and then finally I took him to the hill. You know what these people look like when they hit their edge? They're in shock. I do it. I've done it for years. You look at them as they're just increasing their little stride to a slightly higher level, and you look at their face, and it's like they're staring at Frankenstein. And a lot of them will get argumentative. Because, of course, I'm there to go push now. Push. And they'll get argumentative. They'll get nasty. It's like pushing a donkey up a hill. And there it is. They don't want to let go of their delusion, their illusion, their intellectualization, their cerebration is way too developed for them to get on the other side of it and feel the body, even when they're paying somebody to help them out. So this thing about interval training, it really is shock therapy. Meaning, you got to get shocked. Shock is, you look out the window, someone's stealing your car. You ever notice when that happens? If it's ever happened, I hope it doesn't happen, but if it's ever happened to you, have you ever noticed that all of a sudden you ain't tired? You ever noticed, like, when you're tired and you don't want to move and it's cold out like this week at night, and all of a sudden the walls rattle and there's an earthquake? Come on, a little tremor. You ever notice how, boom, you get shocked into action. If that doesn't happen in interval training, you're not doing it. And if you're lethargic, sedentary, often middle-aged, overweight, and wanting to lose weight, call 714-850-1007. I got a plan for you that will work. It will work. I don't listen to people tell me they can't lose weight. That they've tried everything. Yeah, you've tried every hype and every lie. That's what you've tried. But what's right in front of your face, you don't even want to see. That's my job. I came here for that. Corollary to this is I've got about three or four spaces left for the seminar. We're 60 plus, which is about enough. One of the local hotels here. This Sunday, March 6th, from... We'll start at 11, and we'll go straight till 8 o'clock. It's a shindig. It's a long-term thing. I've got a lot of regulars coming, some new. It's going to be good. Everything is a feeling. Fat burning is a feeling. Life is a feeling. Health is a feeling. We figured out how to outsmart ourselves because we're so impressed with our high IQs and our intellectualization, and this is all that you hear on YouTube. That's it. Credentialed people that have something to say and other people who like to bandstand just sit there and go, oh, how interesting. I'll call up and tell my friend what I learned today and we'll discuss this over tea as we get fatter and fatter because we can't feel ourselves. 
This seminar is about how to stop that and get hooked into the measurements, the things you should measure and bring focus to. So throw your keto meter away and your glucose meter. You know what low blood sugar feels like and you know what fat burning. So what are we doing? You got to understand why I'm acting like this because I've watched people fail continually for a long, long, long time. People who can't sleep, so they buy the sleep meter. Now, you know the Fitbit with the sleep meter? Yes. And because they know by strapping this concoction across their face or something at night while they sleep, they get the REM cycle and the this cycle, and it's very interesting stuff. And you watch these people, and they pay top dollar to do it. Everything's measured, and they're no different in a year or two or three or five. Give me a cave in the woods. You see? A craftsman doesn't need $100,000 worth of tools. They need a few good tools that they understand. It's not how many types of foods you have... It's how within the repertoire of foods you do have, how many different ways you can make them. You see, there's the master. So on March 6th, I'm going to get into it along those lines. It's $150. If you're serious, if you really want to learn, if you don't want to spend 10 times the amount of money listening to all this nonsense out there, 714-850-1007. Call that. I've got a couple of people answering the phones. Pick up, sign up. I have about four spots left, and then it gets too big. And if I'm on one side, I can't hear the other side, and it's a mess. I like smaller groups. I'm keeping this smaller. And then a percentage of us are doing a, a lotto or a lottery, and I want to take a bunch of people somewhere, like up the coast, to dive into the ocean. Just that is illumination for a lot of city slickers. And if, of course, none of this fits your description, but you just need help with your health, 714-850-1007. See you next week. See you at the seminar. Ta-ta. Okay. That's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.